Basar. The basar perceives what? The apple, red apple. Basira, on the other hand, is insight, perception, enlightenment, which is that you don't just look at the apple, okay? It's not just an apple to you, but you also realize, is it real or is it fake? Hmm? You also think about where it came from, who brought it, who caused it to grow. I mean, if there's fake fruit, and if a child sees it, and that child loves that particular fruit, they'll say, apple, 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 they'll cry for it. And you're like, it's not real. You have eyes, they have eyes. Both of you saw an apple, but you went beyond the physical appearance, right? And you understood its reality. It's not real, it's fake. This is what Basira is, deep vision. That you go beyond the surface. You understand the reality. So Allah says, قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ بَصَائِرُ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has informed you, has shown you so many proofs, so many evidences. That you don't just look at the date palm. You don't just look at the dates. You also realize that it came from somewhere. There's someone who made it. You don't just accept that surface. That somebody says Allah has a child. No, you think deeper. And you analyze that. And you say, no way. Allah does not have a child. It's not possible. He is above that. So, قَدْ جَاءَكُمْ بَصَائِرُ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ So what meaning does basair convey over here? Proofs, evidences that enlighten you, that make you understand the reality. فَمَنْ أَبْصَرَ فَمَنْ سُهُوَوَرْ أَبْصَرَ He sees, فَلِنَفْسِهِ than for himself. Meaning he will benefit. If someone uses their vision, their understanding, they reflect, and they see reality, they perceive reality as is, then good for them. Woman and whoever amiya, he became blind. فَعَلَيْهَا Then upon it, meaning against it, they will suffer. If someone becomes blind, meaning blind to all these proofs and arguments, all these signs that Allah has presented, they don't think, they don't rationalize, they don't use their mind, then they will suffer fa'alayha against it, meaning it will be against them. They will suffer at the end. And the Prophet ﷺ is told to declare, وَمَا أَنَا and not I am عَلَيْكُمْ upon you بِحَفِيلٌ At all a guardian. I'm not a guardian over you. Meaning, I'm just supposed to convey the message to you. I'm not someone who's going to force you to accept. Hafil is who? Hafil, one who? watches, preserves. When do you watch, preserve something? When you make sure that it's doing whatever it's doing perfectly and correctly. You know, for example, a mother is hafil over her children. So she makes sure, okay, my child ate this much food. Okay, it's enough for them. Or my child ate very little. My child ate well. And if the child refuses to eat, she's after the child. Okay, would you like some cheese? Would you like some crackers? Would you like this instead? Every few minutes, she's on that poor child's case. Eat something, maybe drink something. And she's, you know, bribing him and, you know, threatening him, using whatever way that she can to make sure that the child eats. Hafiz. Prophet ﷺ, he is told, 
tell them that I'm not hafiz over you. Meaning I'm not someone who's going to make sure that you definitely use your mind, your reasoning, you definitely accept, you definitely submit, you definitely believe. No, I can't do that. I'm not supposed to do that. I'm only supposed to convey the message to you. And remember this is true, this is applicable to every single one of us. At the end of the day, you can just convey and that is what you are responsible for. You're not responsible for making sure that everybody believes and everybody does right. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has been very merciful to us by removing this responsibility from us. Because if we were made responsible in this manner, our life would be miserable. It would be very difficult. You know, think about it. If there's someone, you assign them some work. And you're like, okay, you're supposed to do this. And now it's your responsibility. For example, in university, a student is given work by their professor. The professor can only tell them, this is the assignment that you're supposed to do, and you're supposed to submit it by this day. And if the professor has the responsibility of making sure that the student also does the assignment, will they be able to fulfill their responsibility? No. Because then they will have to call the student every day. Did you do it? Did you do your readings? Did you do your research? Did you make the draft yet? Did you write you know, this? Did you answer these many questions? Come on, is he supposed to be teaching or is he supposed to be following up on every student whether they are doing the assignment or not? So, the responsibility of the dari is what? Convey. He's not someone to force people. He's not someone to make sure that the people follow, that the people accept. And this is Allah's mercy upon you. It doesn't mean that you don't care about people. That you just tell them and you're like, go to hell, I don't care about you. No. You're supposed to tell them, you're supposed to remind them, you're supposed to advise them. The prophets came as warners and bringers of good news. So give the warning, give the good news, like the professor does. right? But at the end of the day, if somebody doesn't pray salah, despite your constant reminding them, then please, calm down. Take it easy on yourself. It doesn't mean don't tell them, don't remind them. No, you are supposed to. But don't be too hard with yourself. You can only tell someone to believe. You cannot force them to believe. Correct? This is why لا إكراه في الدين There is no compulsion in religion. Meaning you cannot force someone to believe. You can't force them to become Muslim. Because the heart is not in your control. Somebody else's heart. How can you force Iman into it? You can't. It's beyond your ability. So وَمَا أَنَا عَلَيْكُمْ وَكَذَلِكَ And thus نُصَرِّفُ الْآيَاتِ We diversify the signs, the proofs. So that people understand. But what's the state of the disbelievers? وَلِيَقُولُ And so that they say. Meaning instead of believing, instead of understanding, what do they say? Darasta. You have studied. You have learned all these things. Darasta from Dal Rasin. Darasa yadrusu to study. Formal study. It's qira'a ala al To read to someone. When you read before your teacher, what does it mean? You have been instructed on a one-on-one basis, in great detail. So the teacher is testing you, making you read, making sure that you have understood correctly. So they say that you have studied. They accuse the Prophet ﷺ that you have studied all of this from who? From these Roman slaves who live in Mecca. It is said that they were named Yasar and Jabal or something like that. So they said that these Roman slaves, you have learned from them. They have taught you all these things. 
But how is that possible? Because Christianity, what does that promote? Shirk, in a way. And the Prophet ﷺ, what was he saying? Only Tawheed, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. So saying that he learned all of this from the people of the book, it's not accurate. Because if he learned all this from them, he would have said what they say. But in reality, he said something that's very, very different from what they promote, from what they teach, from what they believe in. وَلِيَقُولُوا دَرَسْتَ وَلِنُبَيِّنَهُ لِقَوْمٍ يَعْلَمُونَ وَأَنْ لِنُبَيِّنَهُ So that we make it clear, لِقَوْمٍ for people يَعْلَمُونَ they know. So all these proofs are presented very clearly. There are some people who remain stubborn on their disbelief, and they come up with one reasoning, explanation, excuse after the other. At one time, you know, they will demand from you miracles. At another time, they will demand from you that they want to see Allah. At another time, they will accuse you of fabricating all of this. At another time, they will say that, you know, a shaitan inspires you, you're influenced by the jinn. At another time, they will say that somebody taught you all this. You have studied all this. How is it possible that he studied all of this when he was Rasul who was Ummi? Who is Ummi? Unlettered. He was never formally educated, formally trained in anything. He didn't even know how to read and write. So much so that he didn't even recognize the word Rasul. You know that? He didn't even recognize the word Rasul, how it is written. Because, you know, the treaty of Hudaybiyah, when this was mentioned in the treaty, that he is the messenger of Allah, the mushrikeen objected. They said, if we believed in him as a messenger of Allah, we would never have this dispute with him. So they said, remove Rasulullah. The Prophet ﷺ told Ali anhu, okay, erase it. He said, I cannot. I cannot erase the word Rasulullah. I cannot. You know, it's like something you believe in so firmly, how can you destroy it? So the Prophet ﷺ said, okay, tell me where it's written, what it is, so that I can erase it myself. So he showed him where the word was, and he erased it. So they say, you have studied all this. How is that possible? It doesn't make any sense. He couldn't even recognize basic words, letters. He couldn't read. He was never taught. وَلِيَقُولُ دَرَسْتَ And if they say he learned all this from Waraqa bin Nawfal, Waraqa bin Nawfal, he died very soon after the Prophet ﷺ received prophethood. وَلِنُبَيِّنَهُ لِقَوْمٍ يَعْلَمُونَ So on the one hand, there are people who remain stubborn on the disbelief. And on the other hand, there are people who when they learn about all these proofs and evidences, they believe. Their iman increases. Things become more clear to them. Ittabir. The Prophet ﷺ is told, follow. Ma that which. Uhiya. It has been revealed. Ilayka to you, mir rabbik from your Lord. Your job is what? To convey and to follow. Follow whatever has been revealed to you from your Lord. And the same goes for us. We also have to follow. La ilaha illahu. There is no God but Him. وَأَعْرِضْ And turn away عَنْ from المشركين Those who associate partners with Allah Meaning don't pay much attention to what they say Their rumors, their false accusations Ignore them, they're not worth any attention Turn away from them, ignore them Tolerate what they're saying It's just a matter of a few days Bear what they're saying Ignore them And many times it happens That people are saying things which are inappropriate And if you start listening to them and paying attention to them and thinking about them, you will get distracted from your main focus. You can never do your work. So the Prophet ﷺ is told, ignore the mushrikeen, turn away from them. Meaning don't bother about what they say, about what they believe in, just ignore them, focus on your work. 
walaw and if sha'a he willed Allahu Allah if Allah willed ma not ashraku they did shirk if Allah willed these people would have never committed shirk you know just like we say if only the whole world could be muslim everybody could be muslim Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says yes if Allah wanted it could have happened however this is not the way of Allah what to force people to surrender to force people to accept think about it if this is not the way of Allah to force people to accept then how can we force people to accept who are we to force people to accept whether it is that we force someone to accept our invitation or we force someone to accept our argument we force someone to accept our opinion we force someone to accept you know the food that we're offering them whatever it is when allah does not force people to believe he lets them choose then who are we walaw sha'a allahu ma ashraku allah doesn't force faith on people it has to come from within themselves it has to come willingly because that is the test if everyone was forced to believe then there would be no point of this dunya everyone should have been in jannah from day one but allah sent the children of adam adam alayhi salam his children to this world why so that they can be tested do they believe or do they disbelieve wama ja'alnaka and we have not made you wama and not ja'alnaka we have made you we have appointed you alayhim upon them hafiza as a guardian again it's being mentioned we have not made you a guardian over them to force them to believe force them to accept and remember that wama and not anta you are alayhim upon them bi wakil at all a manager who is wakil over everything allah alone you are not wakil over everything over people and who is wakil someone who manages the affairs of someone you are not a manager over people you can only convey in the quran what do we learn fa inma alayka albalagh wa alayna alhisab on you is a responsibility to convey and on us is to call people to account so when we learn about all these proofs all these arguments we tell people and the response that we get is so strange it's so disappointing it's so discouraging and we're like but they should believe but they should listen but they should accept so we become angry hmm? we raise our voice or we begin to hate them or we begin to force you know our opinions on them and they move back from us they go further and further away from us they don't want to listen to us at all then so what do we learn over here our job is to convey and that's it yes assalamualaikum sometimes we get angry with those kind of people because it's like we can see and they're blind and it's like you can see so clearly but they don't understand they don't see it so that's why you get angry like why can't you see it but we've studied that you know Allah puts wealth on people's eyes and only he can remove it so you can just make dua for them right that's true and besides think about it every person looks at things differently correct i mean if there's a chocolate cake with some chocolate chips on it and some nuts on it Who will notice the chocolate chips? The one who likes chocolate chips. Who will notice the cake part? The one who likes that. Right? Who will notice the nuts? The one who likes them. And sometimes it happens that things are so obvious, but because you have no interest in them, you don't even notice them. Isn't it so? 
You don't even notice them. So just because you understand something doesn't mean that somebody else also understands. So what needs to be done is that you need to be patient. You need to give them time. What do we want? We tell somebody, get up and pray. You know, salah should be at the start, at the beginning of the time. And you should pray immediately. Look, I'm getting up for the hajjud. I'm getting up for salah. Why are you sleeping? And we become furious and angry. But the one who's sleeping has a completely different mindset. Right? So you need to give them time. Let them wake up a little bit. Massage their feet or their head so that they can wake up. And as they gain consciousness, yes, they will understand inshallah that it's time to pray. You have studied the Qur'an. Your understanding is different. Other people, their understanding is different. Today they don't understand. Hopefully, inshallah, in a few days they will. In a few months they will. There were so many people in Makkah who didn't embrace Islam. At the beginning, when did they become Muslim? At the conquest of Makkah. Because that is when they understood. Did the Prophet ﷺ have them killed? Did the Prophet ﷺ make dua against them? No, he waited patiently. And just like that, we have to be patient. Assalamualaikum. I just wanted to say that um, maybe sometimes we can just look at ourselves. The way that we were at the beginning of the course mm-hmm. and where we are today, hopefully we're different people, alhamdulillah. And uh, we will find excuses for ourselves for being ignorant from before. We should also find excuses for people not knowing the truth and not seeing things the way they're supposed to see. Very true. Wala and do not. Tasubbu, you insult, you abuse, you curse. Tasubbu is from sub, seen baba. And sub is to you know, verbally abuse someone, to call them names, to ridicule them, to curse them. Allah says, La tasubbu, do not insult. Who? Alladina, those beings who? Yad'una, they call upon Mindunillah besides Allah. Whether it is idols or people or whatever, anything that people worship besides Allah, don't curse that. Don't make fun of it. Don't verbally abuse them. Okay? Like for example, if there is an idol, don't insult it. Why? Because by a subbu, so they will insult. Who? Who? It's believers. Those who love that idol, those who believe in it, those who respect it, then they will curse who? Allah, Allah. Why? Adwan. As enmity. For who? For you. Because they're taking revenge. You curse their God, they're gonna curse your God. And why are they cursing Allah? Why would they do that? Without knowledge. The Prophet ﷺ said, Cursed is he who insults his own parents. The people asked, Who would insult his own parents? The Prophet ﷺ said, He who curses the parents of somebody else. And so they curse his parents because they're taking revenge. So you brought that curse upon your parents by insulting somebody else's parents so they want to take revenge from you and they insult your parents. So whose fault is it? Your fault because you started it. You are guilty. So no matter what your argument is, no matter what your dispute is, no matter what debate is happening, don't forget to be respectful. Do not insult those they invoke other than Allah lest they insult Allah in enmity without knowledge. كَذَلِكَ thus زَيَّنَّا we have adorned لِكُلِّ for every أُمَّةٍ nation عَمَلَهُمْ their deeds. Meaning every people, every community loves their deeds. Right? They love what they do. They love what they do. So, you know, if there are people who believe in something, 
how marriage should be, how family should be. That's what they love. That's what they consider is best. They love it. So if you abuse, verbally abuse their ways, what's going to happen? They're going to take revenge. كَذَلِكَ زَيَّنَّا لِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ عَمَلَهُمْ And it's so true. People are doing something wrong and they're in love with it. It will be illogical to you, but they love what they're doing. They're so passionate about it. So, understand the psychology of people. ثُمَّ إِلَىٰ رَبِّهِمْ Then to their Lord. مَرْجِعُهُمْ They return. فَيُنَبِّئُهُمْ So He will inform them. بِمَا With that which كَانُوا They were يَعْمَلُونَ They do. Eventually, everyone will return to Allah and He will tell them about what they used to do. So, whatever people are doing, it's wrong, you disagree with it, it's shirk, it's blasphemy, whatever it is. But do not curse what they love. You know, it's like whenever Muslims, they get upset about something, they burn the American flag. And then they make, you know, like a a figure or something of some person and they burn that. Oh, wow, we have done something so great. We burnt a flag. And then what do they do as revenge? They want to burn the Qur'an. Hmm? They want to burn what is beloved to us, what we believe in. They want to disrespect that. So this tradition of burning something, if you think about it, where is it most common? In Muslim countries. Isn't it? So with our such actions, we are basically giving ideas to people. You want to take revenge from us? You want to do something bad with us? Go ahead. Here, we give an idea to you. So be careful about the things that you do, about the words that you use. And remember that everyone is returning to Allah. وَأَقْسَمُوا And they swore, بِاللَّهِ by Allah, جَهْدَ Strongest, أَيْمَانِهِمْ Their oaths. They swear by Allah the strongest oaths. Meaning they say, وَاللَّهِ by Allah. They say with so much emphasis. in. What do they say? That surely if جَاءَتْهُمْ It came to them, آيَةٌ A sign, a miracle, لَيُؤْمِنُونَ Surely they will definitely believe biha with it. Because the mushrikeen of Makkah, what would they do? They would say, just show us one miracle and we will believe in you, O Muhammad wasallam. And what miracles would they demand? In Surah Al-Isra, we learn that they demanded that he should break open for them, you know, a spring from the ground. He should bring a spring, you know, from which water is coming forth. He should have a garden of palm trees and grapes. And he should make rivers gush forth within them in force. And you should make the heaven fall upon us in fragments. And you should have a house of gold. And you should ascend into the sky. And when we will see all this, then we will believe in you. I mean, they had a list of miracles. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, they claim that they will believe. قُلْ say إِنَّمَا indeed not but الْآيَاتِ The signs عِنْدَ Allah near Allah. Meaning all the miracles are with who? Allah. He is the one who decides what to show, when to show, if to show. It's not within my ability. Allah addresses the believers, وَمَا and what يُشْعِرُكُمْ It will make you aware from شِينْ عَيْنْ لا يشعرون. Remember? So what will make you aware that أنها indeed it, إِذَا when جَاءَتْ it came, لا يؤمنون, they will not believe. Oh believers who are so eager for their iman, what will make you understand that even when they will see the miracle, still they will not believe. Because the Muslims, the Prophet ﷺ were eager. That why doesn't Allah show just one miracle? Just one ayah. Perhaps these people will believe. Allah says, no. What will make you understand that these people will not believe even if they see a miracle. Because the one who has to believe, for him, the miracle 
of a fruit is sufficient. The miracle of rain is sufficient. The miracle of his existence is sufficient. The birth of a child is sufficient. He doesn't need to see strange things in order to believe. وَنُقَلِّبُ And we shall turn. نُقَلِّبُ قَافْ لَامْبَ قَلَّبَ يُقَلِّبُ is to turn about. The word قَلْب is also from the same root. Because the state of your qalb, of your heart, is constantly changing. So نُقَلِّبُ We shall turn. أَفْئِدَتَهُمْ Their hearts. Plural of fuad. What is fuad? Heart. We shall turn their hearts. Turning the heart, what does it mean? But then they will not understand. You know, they'll become crooked, perverted in their thinking. In their understanding. وَأَبْصَارَهُمْ And their vision. We will turn their hearts and their vision. What does it mean? That we will turn their heart and their vision so that they do not see despite seeing. They do not understand despite understanding. They don't get it. They will not get it. وَنُقَلِّبُ أَفْئِدَتَهُمْ وَأَبْصَارَهُمْ Why? Because if apparently you see this, it seems like Allah is forcing them to disbelieve. Allah is not allowing them to believe. No, it's because kama, because. The word kama gives the meaning of just as and also because. Kama because lam yu'minu bihi. Lam did not yu'minu, they believe bihi with it. Awwala first marrah time. Because they did not believe in the truth the first time, what will happen? Now, no matter what they see, no matter what they hear, they will not believe, they will not understand. This is like a punishment for them. You know, it's like if somebody offers you something and you're like, no, thank you. And then later on you're like, oh, you know, maybe I should have taken it. Maybe I should have accepted it. And they come back to you again. They offer it to you. But you say no again. Why? Because you said no the first time. So it feels like awkward that you're changing your mind constantly. Right? It happens with people sometimes in certain situations that because I refused them the first time, I can't say yes now. Hmm? This happens with people. And this happens in the case of Iman as well. That because a person has said no once, that he's not given the tawfiq by Allah to say yes then. And this is something very, very scary. Because an opportunity to do good comes before us. And we say, no thank you. I don't want to do it. And then what happens? You die for it, you still won't get it. Allah refuses to give it to you. Because you arrogantly refused, and then Allah will not give you. In a hadith we learned that once three men came in the gathering of the Prophet ﷺ. One he came, he looked around, he found a gap in the circle, and he went and sat. Another man, he didn't really try that hard, he just sat behind the rest of the people. Another man, he came, and he just left. So the Prophet ﷺ said, let me tell you about these three people. The one who came forward, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted him. The second person, you know, he was a little shy, hesitant, so that's what he got. And the one who turned away, Allah also turned away from him. So remember that when we refuse khair once, then we are deprived of it. And whose fault is it? Our fault. So وَنُقَلِّبُ أَفْئِدَتَهُمْ وَأَبْصَارُهُمْ كَمَا لَمْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِهِ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةٍ Because they refuse the first time, now no matter what they say, they will not believe. وَنَذَرُهُمْ And we shall leave them. فِي طُغْيَانِهِمْ Their rebellion, يَعْمَهُونَ They wander blindly. They're going here to there, you know, doing one thing, then leaving it, practicing something else, and then leaving it. 
and then adopting another religion. They're constantly changing. They're dissatisfied. They're going about blindly in their life. They've been abandoned. Then Allah doesn't care about them. Because they don't care about Allah, Allah doesn't care about them. In Surah Hijr, Ayah 14-15 we learn, وَلَوْ فَتَحْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ بَابًا مِنَ السَّمَاءِ فَظَلُّوا فِيهِ يَعْرُجُونَ If we open a door to them in the sky, and they ascended it, لَقَالُوا إِنَّمَا سُكِّرَتْ أَبْصَارُنَا They will say, our eyes have been سُكِّرَتْ Meaning they are under the influence of intoxication. بَلْ نَحْنُ قَوْمٌ مَسْحُرُونَ Rather, magic has been done on us. Meaning that no matter what they are shown, they will come up with one excuse after the other. And they will not believe. So what's the lesson? When goodness comes to you, when khair comes to you, jump for it. Go forward. And when you will jump for it, when you'll accept it, Allah will give you the ability to benefit from it. Recitation. وَجَعَلُوا لِلَّهِ شُرَكَاءَ الْجِنَّ وَخَلَقَهُمْ وَخَرَقُوا لَهُ بَنِينَ وَبَنَاتٍ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ بَدِيعُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ أَنَّا يَكُونُ لَهُ وَلَدٌ وَلَمْ تَكُنْ لَهُ صَاحِبًا وَخَلَقَ كُلَّ شَيْءٍ وَهُوَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٌ ذلكم الله ربكم لا إله إلا هو خالق كل شيء فاعبدوه وهو على كل شيء وكيل لا تدركه الأبصار وهو يدرك الأبصار وهو اللطيف الخبير قد جاءكم بصائر من ربكم فمن أبصر فلنفسه ومن عمي فعليها وما أنا عليكم بحفيظ وكذلك نصرف الآيات وليقولوا درست ولنبينه لقوم يعلمون اتبع ما أوحي إليك من ربك لا إله إلا هو وأعرض عن المشركين ولو شاء الله ما أشركوا وما جعلناك عليهم حفيظا وَمَا أَنْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ بِوَكِيلٍ وَلَا تَسُبُّوا الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ فَيَسُبُّوا اللَّهَ عَدْوًا بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ كَذَلِكَ زَيَّنَّا لِكُلِّ أُمَّةٍ عَمَلَهُمْ ثُمَّ إِلَى رَبِّهِمْ مرجعهم ثم إلى ربهم مرجعهم فينبئهم بما كانوا يعملون وأقسموا بالله جهد أيمانهم لئن 
لَهُمْ آيَةٌ لَيُؤْمِنُنَّ بِهَا قُلْ إِنَّمَا الْآيَاتُ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ وَمَا يُشْعِرُكُمْ أَنَّهَا إِذَا جَاءَتْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ وَنُقَلِّبُ أَفْئِدَتَهُمْ وَأَبْصَارَهُمْ كَمَا لَمْ يُؤْمِنُوا بِهِ أَوَّلَ مَرَّةٍ وَنَذَرُهُمْ فِي طُغْيَانِهِمْ يَعْمَهُونَ سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت نستغفرك ونتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته